Praise be to God. Acts chapter 3, and I will read from verse 1 onwards. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. I'm going to stop right here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. There's a very, very powerful scripture portion, very powerful um, section that God has documented here in God's word so that we can understand, we can learn, we can grow, and we can benefit from what God wants to reveal to his people throughout all generations. From the time this word of God was given into the hands of the people, this passage has been a blessing to countless numbers number of people. So now, as you are reading this, see in what way can you be blessed by God through the scripture and whatever the spirit of God is going to do now, Tell yourself, I want to be a partaker of this. I want to be. If you feel sleepy, just sit up for a few minutes so that you don't miss that which God has for you. Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Peter and John, being moved by the Spirit of God, are going to do something. The Spirit of God has moved them, just like how Jesus was moved by the Spirit of God to go to the temple, to the synagogues uh, many times, to to drive out the demons, to minister to the people there, heal them and preach to them the word of God, and also to cleanse the temple. Every time there was a purpose when the Spirit of God moves. Jesus Christ or his apostles or his disciples or his servants to go to the house of God. And you see, Peter and John are going to the temple at the hour of prayer. That means when it was time to pray, they were there. Where? In the house of prayer. Anytime we come to the house of prayer, we need to know we are coming to pray. Prayer is talking to God. That means God is there. When you're talking to him, he is there. So anytime a prayer is offered, God Almighty is there. And so now, in the temple, where it was the time of prayer, there is this person, lame person, from his mother's womb. He was there. Daily, people carried him and brought him. I'm going to read the scripture. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. So this gate of the temple's name is beautiful. And every day somebody will carry him. People will carry him and he'll, they'll come and put him at the temple gate. Inside, prayer is going on. Outside, you have the beggar begging. Again, we want to understand the context of this. We want to understand the spirit behind this so that you can be blessed here. There are people who go in for prayer and you have, there are people who carry this lame man. They put him at the gate where he can get something. We're very similar to the Syrophoenician woman that we saw yesterday. Prayer is happening on the inside, but he is on the outside looking for arms, looking for people to put some money on his plate so that he can make a living. While inside the temple, where God is, where God visits people, something happens to the soul and something happens to the body. 
But this man is outside the temple where he can see how he can get his bodily needs met. God is speaking at this hour. Where are we? Inside or outside? Are you inside the temple or outside the temple? Are you there to get? Are you around the temple somewhere to get something? God is speaking at this hour. Are you around the temple to get something? Are you there for some physical benefit? Or are you inside where the most important person on the inside is attended to your soul? Or are you outside trying to meet your physical need when your soul is sick? God is speaking to us today. The Lord God who saw this man on the outside. You know why? There were people who came, who brought him and they put him on the outside. They didn't say, we'll take you inside. Poor man, you are not able to go inside the temple. We'll bring you inside where you too can pray with us. You too can worship God with us. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Are you being a Christian who carries people and who say that, I'll put you by the gate where you can beg? Where you can get some of your physical needs met. We'll go inside. There are some people who are like that. We'll do some charity work. We will send some money here. We will help you here. We will pay some school fees. Nothing wrong with that. But everything is wrong with it. If you don't care for their soul, you leave them outside the temple. Soul is important. If God touches a soul, then the body can be touched also. He was outside. Very similar to the man who was laying by the pool of Bethesda. People came and they said, we'll put you by the pool of Bethesda. Stay here. What's he going to do? Sit there? The people who put him there were not diligent enough to keep him by the pool right where the angel was stirring so that they can drop him in and he can get well. They didn't do that part. What kind of a Christian are you? In what way are you ministering to people? Are you someone who say, I'll take you, I'll put you by the pool? Not put you in, but put you by the pool. Are you someone who says, I'll bring you to the temple gate where you can sit here and beg, not take you in to worship God with me. God is speaking at this hour. Or are you someone who says, just put me outside by the gate. I'll beg. I don't need to go inside. What is your motive? Where are you? Are you inside or are you outside? God is speaking at this hour. What are you doing? Why are you here? What are you for? Are the questions that the spirit of the living God is asking you at this hour. Why are you here? Where are you? Are you inside or are you outside? You need to be inside. If you're lame and you're outside, you'll be begging. That's all you'll be doing for the rest of your life. And the Lord God of heaven and earth had mercy upon this man. And he's moving the spirit of God by the anointing that was upon Peter and John. Think about this. If Peter and John never received the anointing of God and Peter and John didn't do what they should have done, that means they did not move. They just stayed in that upper room. It takes work. It takes sacrifice. It takes effort. About everything, it takes faith, which manifested in obedience. 
If they would have just said, well, we have to wait all these days here and it's not just a half an hour. You know, there are people like, oh, three hours we have to be in church here. They can't, they can't be there for three hours. They want like $300 million. They want eyes grow, ears grow, nose grow, mouth grow. They want all kinds of miracles. But they can't be in the house. Oh, this is too long. Oh, you sit outside and keep begging. God is speaking to our hearts today. Woe to those who despise the presence of God. I want to repeat it as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Woe to those who despise the presence of God. When we are in the presence of God, it is the Spirit of God who is moving. The Spirit of God is working. We need to just close our mouth, put our hands on our mouth, close our mouth, sit down and listen to what God is speaking. Very important. When you bring people to the house of God, teach them, let them know. Close your mouth, sit down, and listen to what God is doing because every word that's coming from the pulpit can change your life, can heal you, can do all kinds of wonder for you. Teach them so that they can connect with the anointing of God when the anointing of God is released. So they don't sit and giggle and talk and do other things there. Or just come and sit like they're sitting in a movie theater or sitting in a concert. We must know the value and the worth and the power of the presence of God and the anointing of God that is released. If you don't have that understanding, you'll be like the beggar, even though you're sitting in the sanctuary, you'll be like the one who is outside the temple. Oh, the temple gate is called beautiful, but the guy's life is not beautiful. He's sitting there and begging. He can't walk. Others are walking. And he'll sit and say, oh, others are getting blessed. Others are getting, why not? Your God is the same as their God. Why can't you get blessed? God is speaking at this hour. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Now the story can go like this for this man. Whoever brought and put him there, they would have put him there. God only knows how long he prayed. He would have said, oh God, help me. I want to go inside and worship you. Could have prayed. I'm sitting outside and I'm begging. You know, there are people who will make use of other people. You beg here and after that, I came and put you here, right? 50% of your money share. Give it to me. I've seen those things happen. I've seen those things happen in India. I've seen those things happen. People who are lame, people who have leprosy. There are people who come and put them there and they'll beg and then they'll get half the money or even most of it. God knows the heart of every person, just like the man who was by the pool of Bethesda. Lord, I was placed here. I'm just sitting here. I'm not able to jump in the pool. And God sees, I said this yesterday, anytime God sees faith, and anytime God sees sincerity, he'll be right there. It's important for you to understand the power of God, understand the presence of God, understand the anointing of God, and you mix with what God is doing. And when you bring people, let them know. Let them know the power of God that is working here. Let them know. Let them know that this is not another church that you've seen outside. This is something real that is going on. This is something real that is going on. The presence of God is real. The work of God is real. The anointing of God is real. The power of God is real. Even if they're being prayed for after the service and they're new, if you inform them enough, they can receive a lot more when they get prayed over. It's important for every single person to know. Now, 
This person is here. He's sitting here and he's saying, oh, I'm begging. Someone comes and puts whatever amount of money, coins and coins and coins and a lot of coins those days. Whatever he is receiving, some days he may get a little, some days he may get more, some days he may not get anything. The people who are going, they say, okay, charity is good before God. They can do it. And some people say, uh, this guy all the time, he's sitting here. I saw him yesterday. I saw him last weekend. I gave him last time. I'm not going to give him this time. And he's saying all those things sitting over there. Many times he would have desired when he saw others walk hurriedly up the stairs to go in. They saw people hurriedly go inside for prayer. And he'd have looked inside and say, I've never been inside. I wonder how it is. I wish I can go there. Why should I have been like this? Why should my life be like this? He could have had many questions like this. He could have also prayed. One thing we know that the mercy of God came to him just like to the man who is the pool of medicine. And we know there's one factor that's involved anytime when healing comes. Yes, this is grace of God. But along with the grace of God, you see, grace of God comes to where faith is. The grace of God comes to where faith is. Where you can actually exercise your faith. There are people where the grace of God will come and they will not exercise their faith. And that's why the grace of God will be in vain. And Jesus said this to his disciples whom he anointed and he sent them to minister. He said, when you go to a town, you say peace to them. Why is there peace to those people effective as opposed to everybody saying shalom, shalom? You think when anybody on the road looks at someone and says shalom, immediately peace from them jumps to some them? No, they need to have that in order to give. If Abraham blessed Isaac, that means Abraham had the anointing of God. When he blessed Isaac, he was really blessed because there was a transfer that happened. When Jacob blessed Joseph, something happened. When Jacob blessed Joseph's sons, something eternally rested upon them because he was anointed by God and there was a transfer that was happening at that time. There's the anointing that was getting upon them into them. That's why sometimes people say, I can go there. That church is five minutes from here. I can go here. Go wherever you want to go and see how long you can sit by the temple gate Keep begging and begging and begging and begging and begging and begging and begging. When you know the spirit of God is working, when you know God is doing something substantial, it'll be foolish to think that, oh, that's the church too. This is the church too. Okay. Stay there and see how long you can stay there. Sometimes when people say, I can pray in the house too, because I'm the church too. And that's the church too. Well, stay and play church. When we don't know the scriptures and when we don't know the, when we don't know the depths of God's working, we can be darkened in our understanding and blurt out nonsense. Thereby what happens, we become spiritually bankrupt because we're not in the receiving mode. We're just in the blabbering mode. God is speaking at this hour. If we want to receive anything at all from God, the first thing a person must do is close their mouth and open their ears. And the Bible says this, be slow to speak, quick to listen. That's the smartest way to go. And that slow to speak is when, you know, when God says something, we say, yes, Lord, that's when we open our mouth and speak. We don't try to tell the Lord, oh, I will direct your steps. Listen to me, Lord. I will direct your steps. When I come to pray, 
I will direct your steps and you bless my direction. Oh God, I am the director. You see all my life. I've been directing my husband, my wife, my children, my grandfather, my grandmother, the whole world. You see the delusion. And they try to direct God also. So they tell the Lord, you tell, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Oh no, you don't know that much God. Because you see in another verse, it says, I'm the church. They are preaching to God himself. You call this delusion. May God help no one to be in delusion. They become like the ram that is caught in the thicket. Don't get yourself in the thicket. Don't get yourself caught up with the thorns that are out there. God is speaking to hearts today. God never set a person free so that they can get themselves entangled with the spiritual deception of the enemy. You leave one deception and you come and you get yourself into a worse deception. That's the worst place to be in. God is speaking to hearts today. We need to be lovers of the truth. We need to buy the truth. That means do whatever it takes. Go wherever you need to go. When you know there is the truth. Do whatever it takes to get there early. Do whatever it takes to be on your knees. Do whatever it takes to have your ears open. Do whatever it takes to connect your spirit to what the spirit of God is doing. Get the truth and don't sell it. Now this man is just sitting there every day begging. And God is moving his anointed apostles here. Apostle Peter and Apostle John. Both of them are coming. After receiving the anointing of God. It's not that, well, we saw Jesus do some miracles and we saw how he said, so we are going to use the same words he said and we're going to say the same thing and we're going to just act just like Jesus. Nothing will happen. You need to have something to give. You need to have something to give. I repeat, in the presence of God, through the spirit of God, unless you have something to give, you cannot give. Oh, If that's the case, then you must be someone who receives. It takes humility, integrity, and desire to receive. So now here, Peter and John, they are both going, the apostles of God, after being anointed by God, after receiving the power from God, after waiting on God, and after doing that, what Jesus told them to do. When all the other people went about doing their things and whatever they had to go, wherever they had to go, whatever they needed to go. And, you know, with their families and friends and everywhere and their business, they did all those things. But these people did not move. The people would have thought, oh, they have gone mad. It's not just three hours. And those people, they sat there day and night until the promise was given to them. Until then, they didn't move. Whoa. Their services and their prayers were even longer than our church services. Now you know why they became people who turned the world upside down. They had some kind of character. There are people who cry over, oh, this is long, really? And you want your life to be changed? Really? God is speaking to our hearts today. Let no one be deceived. Let no one be deceived. Nobody passes a medical board exam by studying half an hour once a week. Doesn't work. Or even half an hour a day. Doesn't work. 
doesn't work. You can play doctor at home, you know, buy a white lab coat from Amazon and wear that coat and buy a stethoscope and just walk around. It will not work. You can pretend play, but the real thing will not come to you unless you put in the hours. Then you have to do whatever you have to do. Study, pass your exam, get into your school, pass your school, do all your labs. Then you have to do all the practical work. Then you have to finish those things and you have to prove yourself. You have to do your residency. You have all kinds of things you need to do before you can actually really, really call yourself as someone who someone else can trust their life with. God is speaking to our hearts today. Very important. Very important. In life, if we have to get something important that's really worthy of something, you have to put in your hours and you need to do your work. If you don't do it, you're not going to get it. God is speaking to our hearts today. If we want the greater things of God, you need to have some kind of character. If you want the greater things of God, you need to have some kind of character. God will see that. Do you have the character to do that which God has given to you, which means he gave you one. Are you able to take that one and do something with it? That something is not like how Cain brought it to God and say, here, you want a sacrifice offering? Here, I give it to you. And God said, I don't want you and I want you to sacrifice. Keep it with you. It's not accepted. With that one that has been given, if I take it and I put my 100% and I give it to God, it's acceptable. It's acceptable to God. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever we do for God, we have to do it with faith. And we have to do it with great reverence for God. Now, Peter and John, having received from God, they are moving to where God wants them to, moved by the Holy Spirit, they're coming here. And see what happens here. They're seeing this man who is begging there. And this man is asking, the beggar is asking Peter and John for some money. He's saying, oh, give me money. You know, I have no legs and give me money. And as he's asking for alms, you see Peter and John. Let's read verse 2 onwards again. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. So there is this interaction that is taking place. You see a man who had no knowledge of who Peter and John were. These are anointed apostles of God. Carrying the anointing of God, they have that which this man needs in every way. So this man can be inside and not outside. But he is not aware of that. He is looking at them and he's asking them, give me what I need to stay outside. Because he had no vision about what could happen. He didn't know. Then Peter is looking at this man. He's saying something. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Very important. Peter had something. Peter's looking at this man and he's telling him, you're asking money from me. I don't have it. But I have something that I can give you, which will make you to go inside and which will make you to have the money you need so that you don't have to be in a beggarly state. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Very important. There's an important message that Peter is conveying to this man. He didn't say, hey, you've been sitting for so long. Do you know Jesus can heal? Cry out to God. Cry out to God because God hears everyone's prayers, right? Cry out to God and you cry out to God. And the more you cry out to God, somehow God will hear and God will heal you because God is a healer. And he didn't stand there and give a big message on the power of Jesus Christ to heal. And you cry out to God and he didn't just walk away. No. No. They were the extension of Jesus Christ. They have received the anointing of God. That what Jesus had was given to them through the Holy Spirit. They've received by sitting there where God told them to sit. Forsaking everything they sat and they received from God. Now they're carrying this and they can give this to this man. Which can transform his life once and for all. This is the key here. This is knowledge that is imparted to this man. What was the knowledge? That Peter is about to give him something other than what he's asking for. He's asking for money. Peter's not giving that money because he's saying he doesn't have, but he's giving him something that the man is not aware of. And it's not what he's asking for. This man got more than he can ask or imagined because he came contact with the anointing of God that was upon Peter. So he's looking at him and he's saying this, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. What did Peter have? Peter had the power of the Holy Spirit upon him. Peter had the anointing of God. Anointing equals authority. I've taught on this before. The anointing of God to heal him. From his infirmity. The anointing of God to heal him from the lameness that he had from birth. The anointing of God to set this captive free he had. He didn't have a big long you know, prayer for him. No. That's it. God just broke him free. He said, I give you what I have. Peter knew what he had. And he knew at that point what he was actually going to do being moved by the Spirit of God, he was going to give what he had to this man. Now, Peter was not going around and looking for every lame man and raising everybody up. We see Jesus Christ so clearly saying in his word that there were many lepers in Israel. But Elisha the prophet was sent only to one leper. Think about that. In Elisha's lifetime, Elisha was sent only to one leper, foreigner, the Syrian. Think about it. Think about it. How much the anointing of Elisha could have done to all the lepers there. All of them could have gotten healed. But Jesus says that Naaman was the only one who was eligible 
for the anointing that was upon Elisha to be healed. Very important. Very important. This speaks a lot here. Very important. Many can say, Lord, I believe and I, you know, I know that there is a God and they can say all those things. But Naaman was the only one who heard and who made the effort and traveled and went to where Elisha was and did what Elisha told him to do. And that's how he showed his faith and made contact with the anointing of God that was upon Elisha and received his healing. That making contact with the anointing of God upon whom the anointing is placed is very important. If the understanding comes, it'll do lots of wonders in the lives of all those who come in contact with the anointing of God. And you see here, he told him something and he took him by the right hand, lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. What is Peter doing here? There's a transfer that is happening. The power of God from Peter is going into this man's body where through the physical contact of Peter, that means Peter holding this man's hand, there's this transfer that is going, he's speaking and then he's touching. There are certain times when the spirit of God will lead God's servants to touch. There are certain times the spirit of God will just heal people just through speaking the word. Where the word is released and they get healed, just like with Elisha and Naaman. And then there's a time when Jesus touched a leper and he cleansed him of his leprosy, the Bible says. And then you see, Jesus spoke and told the lepers to do something and they did it and on the way they got healed. So there are different ways in which the Spirit of God will heal. But when the touch comes, we need to know something is happening. When the word is spoken, we need to know something is happening. It's all those who listen to what God is doing at that time. Is he speaking? Am I listening? Is he telling me to do something? Am I doing? Then I'll become a partaker of what God has said will happen in my life. If I do everything, not 60%, not 70%, not 90%, not 99.9%, 100%, then you see what God has spoken come to pass in your life. Now, in this man's case, there's this physical contact that is there. He felt the power of God in his body, just like many of you. During the laying on of hands, you feel the power, the force, the electricity, the the rush that you cannot explain with your words. Or you feel fire, you feel heat, you feel waterfalls, whatever it is. The tangible power of God is going. It just went into where? Where this guy needed healing. It went straight into his feet, his ankle bones. All of a sudden... That which was not functioning began to function. That which was not working began to work. God is speaking to our hearts today. It's important to be recipients of God's anointing. It's important to be recipients of God's anointing. So what happened? Once the power of God hit that part of the body, whatever was keeping him from walking left You don't see any demon sitting in his ankle. This is a physical disability. That means he was born that way. His bones were deformed or whatever it is. Something was wrong in his body. Physical deformity. When you look at healing, there are certain sicknesses caused by the devil. There are certain disabilities caused by the devil. Then there are certain, you know, conditions that are from 
physical illness where the body has malfunctioned, where for some people, it could be a vitamin deficiency. For some people, it could be toxicity. For some people, you know, it could be they just fell and they broke their, you know, bone. It could be something. What? At the root of everything, it's the devil who will actually cause these things. Maybe it could have happened through some curse, some generation curse or something. But the root of all the sicknesses that we see in the world is sin. And the author of sin is Satan. So the root of every problem is Satan. However, when you look at the sicknesses themselves or the disabilities themselves or the, you know, whatever problem themselves, there are certain things that are caused by Satan, but there are certain things where people are born. Maybe, you know, he was born without something else. We know people who were, who were born deformed, God has healed them. So it is a physical deformity where God comes and he heals that person and that's what happened to this person where there was this physical deformity that was there the anointing of god from peter went upon this man who was sitting and begging who couldn't walk all of a sudden went straight to the part of the body and healed that part of the body when that happened he began to do what he was not able to do he began to do that which he was not able to here's the prophecy that god is giving to us for the month of may when you come in contact with the power of god the power of god will cause you to do that which you were not able to do that means whatever was keeping you whatever was hindering you whatever was limiting you god says if you come in contact with the anointing of god and become a recipient of that which God has for you, then God says that restriction will be removed by the Spirit of God. I want to repeat it again as the Spirit of God wants me to. When you come in contact with the anointing of God, that which is restricting you, that which is confining you, that which is keeping you to one place and not letting you move further into where you should be in your walk with God, God says that restriction shall be removed. What is he doing? The guy who was outside. Leaping up, he is standing, walking, entered the temple with them. Hallelujah. A man who was outside, not inside, all of a sudden became a man who was inside. No more outside begging, but inside worshiping God, magnifying God. That's what the anointing of God will do. The anointing breaks the yoke, says God's word. That's what the anointing of God will do. If you have received a touch from God on Friday, you have received a touch from God on Sunday, or you've received a touch from God anytime in the month of April or before many, many times God has touched you, know that it is very significant and it is, it has accomplished something inside of you. You can lose it by unbelief or you can hold on to it by faith and experience that which God has done for you. What will the anointing of God cause you to do? The anointing of God will cause you to glorify God. Run inside the house of God. That means if you, if you were not worshiping God, if you were not worshiping God with all your hearts, mind, soul, and strength, 
that which God will do for you when you partner with him will make you a worshiper of the living God will make you a worshiper of the living God will cause you to do that which you were not able to do moving from the outside to the inside being moved from the outside to the inside that's what God will do for those who say oh God I want to move from the outside to the inside I want to move from the outside to the inside. Now, there are people who are just going there for prayer and they're going in praying. But this man's prayer is different. This man's praise is different. He is on this high that came from God where he was not able to walk before. Now he is jumping. Now he is springing up with praises to God. Oh. You know how different that praise would be from all those who are there? You know why? He couldn't walk once. He never walked his entire life. The first time. The first time he's walking and leaping. It's a heart full of gratitude. Heart full of gratitude towards God. God had visited him that day. God visited him through Apostle Peter and John as they went to that temple. There was this mission that God had. And there was this compassion of God that came upon Peter. He could have just said, I don't have anything. And he could have just walked inside. But you know what? Peter knew what he had. The Spirit of God gave him the compassion for this man that he stopped there. And he gave to him what he had that was something that he had that was something that he had received from god to give and he gave and the man received and as a result of that his whole life was transformed god is speaking to the heart today what kind of a person are you are you on the outside or on the inside what kind of a child of god are you are you on the outside or are you on the inside he was a Jew, the man who was outside. But he could not be on the inside. But God moved him from the outside to the inside. What kind of a co-laborer are you in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you someone who brings people and places them on the outside? Or are you someone who brings people to the inside? You place them on the inside. Two types of work, very different, very different. God is speaking today. If you are serving God, you say, I'm serving God, but your service is bringing people. Yeah, it's a good thing. They're lame. You carry them and you bring them, but you place them outside the temple. You never brought them into the house of God. God is speaking to you today. Every single person needs an opportunity to be inside, inside, inside. God used Peter to bring the man inside, from the outside to the inside. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this hour of power. Where the church heard the voice of God coming to them in an unmistakable manner. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in the lives of your people this night. I pray may your word be sealed in the hearts of your people. Let it be locked in. Let it be locked in. Let it be locked in. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is trying to rob that which belongs to your precious people here. I bind those in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Let everyone become an inheritor, Lord, of every glorious treasures that you have for them, Father. Lord, as your servant standing in the presence of the Almighty God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with, that they may prosper in their souls and in their bodies, that they may dwell in your dwelling place. Be on the inside and not on the outside. That they may bring people into the house of God. Not leave them outside. But bring them into the house of God. That they may be worthy vessels of honor. That they may be people who will gladden the heart of the Father. O Lord, by serving you the way that is acceptable for you. With this blessing, I bless your people with. As Peter brought great joy to God the Father, as he saw this lame man leap for joy and jump and worship God, which he never did before. As he moved the man who was outside to inside the house of God, through what you had given him. I pray, may each according to what you have given to them, be it one or two or five. Be faithful in that which you have given to them, Lord. And co-labor with Jesus Christ. Lord, by bringing people who are outside the fold of God to inside the house of God. Let no one give any vague testimonies to people outside. Let no one give any vague gospel to people outside and keep them outside begging. But I pray that every single person in this house of God be proactive in bringing people from the outside to the inside that they may gladden the heart of the Father and be blessed and be a blessing. To all those who are on the outside. And to all of heaven. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus most precious name. I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the love of God the Father. In the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.